Welcome, welcome. Yes, it has been a while. I know I've left you on your toes, on your feet. I apologize. So yes, I have been enjoying some new vibes and energy uh, in a new uh, coffee locale. So that's been uh, that's been good. And the coffee tip for this week will be that iced coffee actually can be good. And then you're going to be like, Clavi, what are you talking about? Iced coffee is garbage. I go to Dunkin' Donuts, iced coffee tastes like crap. Starbucks, not too bad. Go to 7-Eleven, I can get iced coffee in the store. And you would be right. Iced coffee is not my preferred coffee. But, but, I recently experimentationed with uh, making coffee and then icing it and comparing the tastes. And if this has taught me anything is that it is a reminder that the brew method is very important and can really emphasize different qualities of your coffee. So just a sort of, you know, reiterating uh, the importance of, right, the coffee in general, that, you know, you have coffee that is obviously good quality, good water, the right proportion, it's fresh, everything like that is good and taken care of. So you're like, Clavi, why, why, why are you such an, you know, iced coffee naysayer? Well, right, if we review iced coffee, you make the coffee hot and then you ice it. So you're, right, you're making the coffee, as it were, to be served as a hot drink. And, right, that brings out a certain quality of it. And then you're just cooling it down, which then just, you know, changes it. But what I found was for, like, a very kind of berry-ish coffee or something, a bit you know, a bit of high acidity... Uh, so something like a, um, the one I did it with was the Bollywood or the Bali uh, Coffee by Cafe Creole, which is my uh, weekly subscription, or not weekly, I'm sorry, by a month and a half subscription. And I have to find the coffee because I had done a tasting for my peoples. Um, so, you know, I first done it hot and, you know, it brings out a certain you know, quality of the drink, uh, the hot, and that's cool. Um, but the ice really, uh, made it, t- it, it was much better ice. I honestly never thought I would say, you know what, making iced coffee <coughs> is not bad. So my recommendation would be to, f- you'd have to kind of play around and see what kind of coffee, um, you know, you enjoy versus you don't enjoy. And then Trying it ice, and it might take a little bit. So I'm going to have to actually, maybe my second coffee, or maybe not my second coffee, but my later in the day coffee, you know, when you're kind of winding down, we're on the three, four, uh, I guess the two to four for me, because I'm usually up around, eh, these days six, I've been kind of getting up at six, uh, going to bed at 10, and you know, instead of five, and but it's all up in the morning, being ready for work for the people. Um, so this is definitely a reminder also to experiment with, right? This isn't limited to coffee. This could be, um, wine, uh, or beer, whatever you can kind of, well, 
not those because they, they would already be made, but coffee rice specifically because you're preparing it. Uh, you do have that artistic uh, license well, or choice. So for me, um, I will be testing this out. I will add this to my repertoire and probably I will serve you coffees that, you know, I intend to showcase different flavor profiles. Um, and they actually, going back to the Cafe Creole, who I've been following for a bit, they recently put out, or I noticed they put out, a line of geisha, or um, one of these kind of fruity tea-like coffees. Um, not your usual stuff. Um, definitely a bit more than your usual stuff, too. Uh, so, like, the three bags come up to, like, $80, which is more in line with, like, the pricing of, like, Starbucks Reserve, or, like, we're talking, like, Something that, you know, is not in your usual uh, cup. So I will be having those to share. Um, in my experience, the, the fruity teas, uh, not fruity, I'm saying the tea-like coffees are the ones that are a bit lighter like like that. They, um, they're very weird, but I think it's because I'm, I'm just not used to drinking it, right? There's coffee that is served in cafes that you get places, and honestly, having a new team to share coffee with lets me sort of recalibrate to what kind of taste profiles people like or people are like, oh, this is better. This is this. Uh, I don't like this. And it kind of lets you see where people are at. So that, that's like a nice litmus test for me to see, okay, like this person likes this coffee. So they probably like this kind of coffee. Um, because ultimately maybe one theme for this week is we are all human. So like, while we may have preferences or things might taste slightly different, Coffee is coffee, and, like, nuttiness is nuttiness. Like, a cocoa kind of taste is a cocoa taste. And giving people the tools and knowledge to describe that, or even if it's not the exact words, but they're like, oh, this reminds me of this, or this coffee is similar to a coffee I used to have. Uh, that, that's really the bigger objective of, you know, this series is helping you guys just be, a little, you know, a little entertained, get a little information and, you know, hopefully eventually serve you coffee in some sort of fun way. Um, because, right, coffee is all about, you know, the bonds, uh, spending time with people and uh, making a difference for them. So remember that, right? We all can taste stuff the same. So don't be afraid to be like, oh, Clavi, I, I can't. No, 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 I can't. I can't taste this. You don't have as, maybe nearly as much like reps as you know, me or you know, people have been with coffee for a bit, but right, you, your mouth still works all, you know, all the same, right? You can still taste things, um, right? You can distinguish flavors, right? It's, you just don't have the experience. And why am I talking about this? I, I have been looking into like sommelier stuff and the um, Cicerone for beer. And there is the Q grader for coffee, which is like a professional uh, taste tester because I, I have um, decided to go on a, a quest line to get a tattoo so that's cool um, I guess my only disillusionment is that it's really just a matter of paying money to get any of these certifications like there's no there's no like feeling like there is a feeling of accomplishment because you do do something right like with anything uh, but kind of the same with college I was thinking like you just Get you like right. I mean, this is simplifying it a lot, but right, the idea like pay X, you get a degree or a piece of paper or something that says, oh, you have a degree in teaching, you have a degree in blah blah blah. Um, 
you are a doctor, you're a lawyer, you are, I mean, that's kind of how everything works. Just, I was curious because, like, I was looking for my own, like, fun and sort of, you know, self-accomplishment. Like, cool, like, now I, I could be a sommelier, I could be, like, a Cicerone. Just, like, do I really want to spend money on this? Was one question, like, is that, you know, I, I can still just taste beers, wines, taste coffee and develop my palate. And was it really worthy of a quest for getting... I decided on seven because, you know, seven's a magical number. Uh, there is another reason, but that one you'll have to get from me in person. Maybe you know it already if you know me well enough. And I was like, oh, like, is it really worthy to, like, pay money to, like, you know, get the check of the seven, right? Because, like... Right, if it's something you're choosing to pay for, you're like you're definitely more invested. And two, right, it's something that you're like, yeah, coffee, like, duh, like I'm like obviously passing this test is not going to be a hard thing. Uh, so comparing that to something like going somewhere or going on an experience where there is like sort of a a bit more of an adventure, a bit more of a journey. For example, like if I were to visit all the roasteries in the U.S. and try to visit the one in Tokyo, go to Tokyo, visit. A bunch of you know cafes. Obviously, I right might visit some Osaka and like Kobe. Now, with the lens of you know coffee professional, maybe taking some more notes, being a bit more chatty, asking questions. I think somehow I feel like I I would just be more confident in Japanese. I'm a bit older, probably do a bit slower. You know, not rushing to it. You know, just enjoying whatever like each cafe would bring, talk me with owners, different professionals, and just kind of seeing that experience. So I think that is like one of my quests, right? Going to the roasteries, and then maybe like the second one is like more so just going to Japan in the post-COVID world. You know, that's... Japan is actually opening. Ah, yes, that is actually news. That is news uh, to give you all, Japan will be opening for tourism for, um, you know, Americans. Well, previously it was open to a few countries. America was on the list. Now Japan is pretty much open. We could have all seen this coming. Obviously, Japan's economy tanked pretty hard during COVID because, you know, Japan really is a, a tourist destination. You know, people love Japan. There's so many cool things about Japanese culture, not just anime. There is, right, that traditional element, that attention to detail, concept of, you know, the group versus the individual. Um, there's, a, you know, a lot of very curious things in Japan that uh, attract people. Obviously, you know, the more common being some of these, like, pop culture kind of things. Um, so that is exciting. Japan is going to be open. I am looking to do a trip, but this, this trip will be a different trip for me. Um, I want to do it with some friends, ideally, uh, that I've been talking to for a long time about this. And right now, being able to post-COVID Japan, Japan with people, coffee in Japan, and there you have it. So, where does this leave us? Where, where can we kind of you know, bring all this thing back together with coffee? Where, anywhere you go, there's coffee. And that's kind of another thing I've been thinking of on my walks recently that, oh, like, you know, I can, right, I can go to the Finger Lakes like I did with my family and could just stop at a, you know, any cafe, try the coffee they have, 
just appreciate whatever it is, whatever type of cafe it could be. Uh, you know, who knows what kind of, um, you know, um, what's the word? What, what's their amount? Like, what are they going for? What's the, the thing about them? So that's like a, that's one thing, right? Because coffee is, coffee is like coffee. It's everywhere. So, I think I used to think, you know, oh, if I go to different cafes, I could learn different things or you know, get a secret. But right at the end of the day, it's all, it's all coffee. Like, coffee is coffee. Coffee is great. Um, so, I guess bring that to your life that, you know, whatever you enjoy, enjoy it. Uh, we're all kind of human. Uh, in terms of new coffees and stuff, um, yeah, I haven't really gone to any places recently. Uh, that is a, a, um, a um, just, you know, not getting there recently. It just uh, has been in the cards. Um, so there's that. Um, going to Comic-Con soon, so that'll be kind of exciting to see people. Uh, it's definitely... Interesting because it's going to be mass required, so that'll be curious to see like how it is, just kind of seeing the whole vibes and you know how that goes. Um, otherwise, I guess my other recommendation would be hmm. Oh, yeah, actually, I did try another coffee recently, it was um. By Lidl at work, we tried the um, a maple fall. I would say quote like, insert like fall coffee from Lidl. It wasn't it wasn't bad. It had a very particular taste. Um, curious point when you buy coffee from stores, the grind they use. It's not exactly for paper. It's definitely a bit coarser. Um, just kind of my experience seeing how the coffee ends up like reacting when you do like a pour over it, it kind of comes out a certain way, which is interesting. Most people wouldn't even bother or maybe, you know, it's intended for machines or as I'm kind of, you know, not in that ballpark, but it came out good for a, we did, did a pour over tastes like fall. Um, you know, obviously like they're adding flavors to it. It's, you know, the coffee versus whatever flavors they add, which is, um, a point of note for like vanilla coffee, pumpkin coffee. I used to like the pumpkin from Dunkin' because uh, it wasn't sweet. It was actually kind of pumpkin full flavor. Um, if you look at, quote, pumpkin coffee now at Dunkin' or Starbucks or whatever chain, they're using syrups for the most part. So, you know, syrups, I'm not really the biggest fan. But, yeah, I um, would definitely recommend... Avoiding the syrups, right? Because it's just, it's sugar. Not that you can't have sugar, but like, you know, just kind of take away from the coffee itself. So. And yes, we did take a little break to mix my iced coffee and the coffee is yellow. Not, not too bad. So I guess that is one place where we could leave it, that uh, the coffee and all that good stuff is coming together in a fun way. That sometimes you don't know what will happen until you try something. And that's another, you know, kind of lesson that's right. I was like, ah, iced coffee. Psha. Iced coffee garbage. I mean, you know, 
but it, right when you apply the concept of iced coffee to actual like good tasting coffee, it's just like drinking a colder version. So I'm happy to kind of leave that with you as you ponder the meaning of life, ponder the meaning of coffee. And hopefully soon I'll have some coffee more stuff for you. So, mata kondone. We will have a more coffee for you.